Lawmakers on both sides of the aisle are pressing federal banking regulators after the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank. Our congressional correspondent, Lisa Desjardins, has been following it all and joins us now with a check-in. It's good to see you. So the president this morning, he called for stronger banking regulations in that speech. What's been the response from Congress? No surprise, in this divided Congress, we have a divided response. I'm going to take you through. There are a few, like Senator Bernie Sanders, who say there was a mistake by the Trump administration to blame here, that they sort of got rid of too much regulation. He wants more regulation back. But more people, like Senator Alex Padilla, are saying, how about accountability? Let's figure out who's to blame. And some, like Senator Tim Scott, who happens to be the top Republican on the Banking Committee, are saying simply... We need to find out what happened. Basically, Congress is at that moment with the finger in the air. There will be a debate. I can sense from my sources over, is it the regulators that are to blame here or the regulations? One bipartisan thing we should watch for, though, Jeff, I've heard from both sides, interest in Twitter, that actually Twitter and the idea that a bank might be going under might have accelerated things this year in a way that it has never happened before, not since 2008. I think Congress will look at that. So we are more than two months into this new Congress. How are you holding up? <laughs> <laughs> so far, so good. <laughs> but what are Republicans doing with their, with their new House majority? So fascinating. I've been tracking all the significant bills that this Congress has passed so far. The vast majority, all but one, actually, have come out of the House. 39 bills. So let's talk about what exactly the House Republicans have been doing with their time in power. First, they've passed a number of bills on China and one bill that was anti-socialism, decried socialism. Those were bipartisan issues. But more of what they've passed have been partisan. Abortion, for example, they've passed um, a couple of items there. A bill on censorship defined in Republican terms that was a dividing line. Censorship shouldn't be, but it is because of how that bill is worded. Then there's also been the largest number of bills that House Republicans have passed so far, Jeff, on COVID. Hmm. And they've taken some interesting approaches. I want to run through some of the bills that have come out of the House. Some of these we do not expect to move forward because of the President or Senate Democrats. But first, they would like to end all of the national emergencies immediately. President Biden is moving to end those in a little while in May. Also, an interesting bill that would send federal workers back to the office. Republicans say you shouldn't be working from home anymore, but go back to the office instead. Now, here's one that I think could end up uh, becoming law, or I'm sorry, they also would like to end the non-citizen vaccination requirement uh, for people flying into this country. Now, one that could actually become law is a bill that would declassify everything that our intelligence agencies know about the Wuhan lab and whether COVID started there. Mm. That passed unanimously in both chambers, and it's, we're waiting to see if President Biden would actually make that information public or veto that bill. Let's talk about the Senate. There are some health-related absences on the Democratic side. What does that mean for the majority and, and what they're able to accomplish? First of all, it's almost impossible to get anything through, including regulation, deregulation of banks, because the Senate is so narrow. But right now, you're right. There's a not even a technical majority for the Democrats. And why? Because we have two senators who are out. Senators Dianne Feinstein of California, she is out after shingles. She is recovering from that. Also, we have Senator John Fetterman, we talked about that on this program, who is out recovering uh, with depression and from his stroke last year. You know, two senators out usually isn't a big deal, but when your majority is one single senator, that means that Democrats have to really be careful. So far, this has not affected business. One of the reasons is Republicans also have had absences. They've had senators who've had COVID, and they also, of course, have their very own leader, Senator Mitch McConnell himself, who was out last week uh, because he had a fall. What's the latest uh, with his condition? It's been five days since yeah. he suffered that fall. 
Senator McConnell is 81 years old, so a lot of people paying attention to that, of course. And he was released from the hospital. We just found out a short time ago today. He was not released to go home, though. He was released to an inpatient rehab, very common. Now, he suffered a concussion, is what we know about his injuries. They said he also discovered a fracture in his rib. But he's going to inpatient rehab. Uh, we don't know exactly what kind of rehab, but he is not yet going to return to the Senate. We're going to be watching carefully. He is not just leader in name, he really determines yeah. how, House, how Senate Republicans operate. Lisa, in the roughly minute we have left, can I ask you about China? Because yeah. we've been talking about how that might be the one area of bipartisan cooperation. There's that uh, special committee on China. What are, they, what are they focused on? Is there any legislation that we should be expecting? They are focused on the Chinese Communist Party. And in fact, I think they're going to take a couple of approaches. One will be on economics, one will be on security. And it's a very serious committee. They are hoping to legislate. This is not just for show, this is not just investigating, this is not just trying to have a conversation about China. And I have to say, it is probably the area of the most bipartisan agreement, certainly in the House so far. More to come, Lisa Desjardins. Thanks so much for sharing that reporting with us. You're welcome. My pleasure.